<laughs> All right, welcome to the Yubby and Ernie podcast. I'm Yubby. And I'm Ernie. And on this podcast, we talk about everything, literally everything. In today's uh, segment, we will be talking about the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, basically, how to change your outlook and perspective on life and certain aspects of it all. Uh, Yubby here has just recently completed the book. <laughs> I actually, to be honest, um, I'm actually just like halfway, almost halfway through. I'm only on page 99, but the beginning is actually really amazing and it's really inspirational. And the tools and, um, you know, habits that it talks about are very, very helpful. And it's all in all, it's just very fun and interesting to read it. Uh-huh. It just it feels like a, an awakening of some sort, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So... My friend here, Yubby, he didn't complete it, but he, in spirit, completed it, and he's already taken great strides in life with just half of this book, so uh, he's going to kind of give us a little bit of the ins and outs of what he's learned so far, maybe some quick tidbits for people wanting not to read the entire uh, 400 pages, and just, you know... Wanna... Well, it's actually, it's not 400 pages, but it is close to 400 pages, it's... Um, I mean, I no, you're book, right. It's I 400 pages. Right my, I have the book right in front of me. It's 375 pages, but you know, I rounded it I off. I stand corrected. You're you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's let's just dive right into it. We're already a minute and 45 seconds in. I'm sure people are wanting to get. You got a busy day ahead of you. You know, you got a lot of stuff to accomplish. So we'll try not to take any of your uh, <clears throat> your time. Yeah. Um, Let's start off. The book is called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yes. right? So what is the first habit? The first habit is to be proactive. So, Ernie, what do you think the what do you think being proactive means? What does that mean to you? How do you perceive that? Well, honestly, Yubby, I have actually read the book, so I kind of know the correct answer, but wiping that from my mind, I would just say being proactive is not waiting for stuff to happen to you. It's kind of taking the initiative and you know, making things happen for you as opposed to to you. Um, wow. Yeah. Good. That's a solid answer right there, and I totally agree with you. So the second habit is called begin with the end in mind. And the way I understand that habit is to set a goal and have something to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree with that? Do you, do you feel like there's any other thing you'd want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, beginning with the end in mind is, you know, you don't... Uh, you don't build a house without some structure at first, you know, you kind of have to do the architecture and layout and, you know, you need to know what you're doing before you do it. You want to kind of have a clear goal in mind. So that's what I think that's what right. they mean by that. Um, right. But yeah, what would the uh, third habit be then? And the third habit is put first things first. The way the way that I understood that was to prioritize, was to the steps right ahead, not to overthink and think way too ahead of yourself, but to do what's primarily and directly in front of you at that moment and to focus on the now as opposed to, you know, too much ahead in the future that can overwhelm yourself. Do you, do you have anything to add to that, you think? Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the 80-20 rule, you know, uh, 20% of your efforts account for 80% of the rewards. It's kind of a, you know, you want to put the, you want to prioritize things that are going to make the biggest impact on your life first. As a, like CEOs of big companies, they don't waste time cleaning the toilets. They do bigger picture things. 
that uh, ultimately affect um, everything. So, you know, you want to make sure you're doing what's and most effective and put first things first. That's what I think that means. Would you agree? I totally agree with you. It's very profound of you to say it that way. Thank you. That's spelled P-R-O-F-O-U-N-D. Uh, what would you say habit okay. four is? The fourth habit is think win-win, which to me means learning and growing from mistakes and mishaps and adapting and getting better from them, meaning you always think, even if you fail, that's actually going to be taken as a win in your mind. What do you think about that? Um, the way I kind of uh, understood Think Win Win was kind of like two birds, one stone type of thing. Um, hmm. Again, these are all really open to perception. Nothing is oh, for sure. nothing is concrete ever. You can always have your own ideas and views on things. Um, I was thinking to kind of Think Win Win meaning like doing something that also in a way of efficiency has in, that it has like two... Basically lining things up so that this way you don't have to do things twice if you get two things done with one action. But again, I'm not sure if that's necessarily what um, Mr. Covey meant by it, but that's what I thought about it. That's an amazing perspective on that. Um, basically meaning like getting the most out of what you're doing and being the most efficient out of every situation. I think that's exactly what he meant by it. Oh, well then I guess me and Stephen were on the same page. God rest nice. his soul. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, mean, um, I don't know if you got this deep, but let's, we know what the habits are. Uh, we can keep going with just giving our own take on it. So you want to go with habit five? Sorry, say that last part one more time. Like I said, we, we um, I mean, you haven't actually completed the book, but we can still go over the habits and think what they, yeah. just from a like a pretty shallow point of view without sure i mean do you want to discuss like continue from the fifth habit and not yeah let's keep going to all the seven habits i mean like I all said, right, awesome. you didn't you said you didn't complete the book so we'll just give right. a, a shallow interpretation of the last three without actually having right. them oh great awesome so the, the fifth habit is seek first to understand then to be understood so i'm going to ask you what do you think that means and i'll try to give an explanation um I would probably, I would say in one word to define that would be to listen. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people, they like to um, exert everything and they like to give out what they have thoughts on. But some of the smartest people, they only talk when they need to talk. And most of the time, they're really just listening, taking all wow. in the information and, you know, just processing that and doing with it what they please. So I would say first to understand the situation before brashly, you know, uh, just intervening and doing what you want. You want to first have, make sure you understand everything going on. Wow, that's that's amazing. So I think I I understood it very similarly. The way I understood it was first try to hear and understand others' point of views. Then you can make a rational, logical decision based on the evidence and information provided without always jumping to conclusions. Because a lot of times what happens is we we speak too much and don't let the other guy give his piece, and then we make you know, assumptions about the situation or whatever without actually getting a whole picture of everything that's there. But if we were to listen first, I think maybe we, we would have even been better off. We would have been happier because we a lot of our questions would have been answered if we had just listened. So we wouldn't have needed to ask so many questions to begin with. 
Mm-hmm. And that, um, I think that comes down to efficiency as well, not wasting precious breath. Exactly. And, and that and that's actually what I love so much about this book is just all these all these habits. I feel like are just you know are really just efficient ways of thinking, efficient um, paradigms, as he calls it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're definitely all intertwined to kind of have one positive effect on your life, one way or another. Right. Um, and the sixth habit is something called synergize. Um, so, like, the way that I understood, it was like a combination of two words, which was, um, I think that he actually said it in the book, which was uh, synchronize and energy, which is you're synchronizing your energy. Um, and basically, I feel like that's just pretty straight up. You're basically working together with other people teamwork. as opposed to just relying on your own energies. Yeah, teamwork. Teamwork, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, and seven... Uh, habit seven is sharpen the saw. What do you think that means? Um, that's honestly, without have read and reading the book, I mean, sharpen the saw is a pretty vague. It's pretty vague to be honest. Um, sharpen the saw. What would you think it means? Just from those three words. Well, the way I I understood it. Now I don't know if this was his interpretation, but. The way I understood it was to constantly edit and enhance and better your character as it can practice these habits. And you're constantly working on yourself, and your paradigm will constantly shift to a more efficient and better one as a result of, I guess you could say, sharpening the saw. Mm-hmm. That's the way I understood it, at least. Um, so we can move on. Um, he, in the book, he, he goes on and talks about human conditioning. Um, and basically an example of human conditioning is that I think you actually said this point before that a lot of people, they're not really proactive, right? They, they sit and wait for things to happen and they're very stagnant, right? Which leads to dependence, right? Dependency, you rely on other people. And when things don't get done, when you're dependent, you start to blame others for your problems. You start to be like, well, the reason I'm this way is because my teacher failed me or, you know, this person failed me. And we don't really ever learn to mature and start working on our own, you know, character ethic and believing in ourselves that we can do it independently, which is actually what, you know, one of the things he goes on and talks about in the book, which is like there's kind of like three stages in life, which is dependence, independence, and interdependence. And dependence is basically dependent. We're all dependent. When we're born, we start off as babies. And, you know, that's okay. And that's, that's totally fine. But it comes to a point in our lives where we have to become independent. And not everyone achieves the, the third level, which is interdependent, which is basically synergy, which is basically you're just, you're dependent, but you're working with other people and you're creating so much more than you would have just had, had you have been doing just independently. Um, <clears throat> so if we can learn to, to accept that, and, and build and grow from that concept, um, and we, we take the small steps to work on our character ethic day by day, then we will start to feel much more peaceful and, and we'll realize that we'll come to like a certain realization. We're like, hey, this is, this is okay. This is where I'm supposed to be in life. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. It's not like the, you know, the gurus or all the people on YouTube say, like, you want to make a billion dollars in 10 seconds. It's not like that. I feel like 
the real, you know, key to success is really working on your character ethic and building yourself up and connecting with other people and, and living to help other people and to give to other people. That will fill you up. That will make you feel the happiest. Um, and he also goes on to talk about in the book of, like, um, proactive focus versus reactive focus. A lot of people, their focus is, uh, let's just say, reactive, meaning when something happens to them, they'll react to it. But they're never the first ones to make the first jump. They're never the ones to, you know, be like, hey, I'm going to be assertive and, you know, and I'm going to do what I want to do. They're going to rely on others. And I think, like I said before, like when things don't go their way, they start to blame. And the problem with that is it's like, it's a never-ending cycle because since they're so dependent, they never really learn that independence, and they're constantly relying on others. And it's 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 a sick cycle, you know what I mean? Um, what do you think, Gurney? Any thoughts? Um, I mean, everything you're saying is very true. The the uh, you know synergy and teamwork. It's not just like people you know one person plus one person doesn't equal two in this case a lot of times people they can like uh compound on themselves and multiply their abilities like right. more than two so i mean this in- interdependency can be a very find the right person and you know make sure that you guys click and or you know do something meaningful that, that can really change the world two people at a time wow 100 percent that's amazing. I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, <clears throat> right, and, and people who are proactive, they're the people who don't say, oh, well, this thing happened to me, so let me shut down, let me just, you know, lie in bed. The people who are proactive say, how can we change this? What are these things to take to make this better? Right? They're the people who are honest and assertive and the people who do it. And the people who recognize and accept the fact that it is a small step to change and things don't just happen overnight, like the way our society conditions us to believe. Our society, I feel like, conditions us to crave instant gratification, to constantly, you know, be wanting and desiring and never really having anything. We, we're not almost as if we can ever just sit and appreciate what we already have. We have to just constantly want more and more without ever feeling settled well i feel like in this book i mean just from the like 99 pages that i read i feel like it's given such an insight to this acceptance of reality not of some you know illusion or not to some fantasy you know just accept what i have and 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 it's okay to be where i am in life in this stage in this paradigm of my life and to try to you know, build upon the paradigm and continue and get a stronger paradigm and move on to better and more efficient paradigms. Um, you know, and then he also goes on to talk about circle of concern versus circle of influence. People who are always constantly worrying about things are never really, you know, asking themselves, well, how can I make it better? It kind of goes back to that idea of proactive focus versus reactive focus. Um, and this is really just all talking about the first step in um, the seven habits. Um, first step, the first, you know, habit, at least. Um, so it talks about, 
um, the circle of conservatives, circle of influence, which is basically like people sit there and they, <clears throat> they're very concerned. They're always worried. They're constantly in worry and fear. And they're like, what's going to happen? What's going to be, you know, but if let's say they're, they would change their focus to, you know, circle of influence. How can I, what can I do to make them, how can I change this? What can I do to make things better? So then all of a sudden that circle is, is becoming bigger than the circle of concern. Cause think about it. When a person is, constant worry and panic it's like almost as if their adrenaline is always going they can't think clearly they can't think properly they're always at war with themselves with other people they you know they shop they shop very um uh what's the word i'm looking for i guess sporadically like they never feel settled they never feel safe so i gotta constantly stock up on food i gotta constantly you know you know, it's a panic mode. It's, it's horrible. It definitely, um, you know, during Corona, but I feel like also like Amazon made crazy killing and their stock market boomed during this whole Corona pandemic. Um, partially for that reason, because people go into panic mode, panic mode, people go into, um, you know, the circle of concern as opposed to the circle of influence. Like how can we change this pandemic? How can we make it better? How can we make people, how could we, you know, make people feel better? How can we calm everyone down? Instead, the news, the government, everyone, they're, they made everyone be very concerned, which changes the focus of influence to the focus of fear, which is, I think, terrible for society and terrible for, you know, everyone as a whole. Just, if people want to grow, they have to be in the right mindset and attitude. But it's hard to grow as a person in any, you know, in any way, physically, emotionally, um, financially, if, if you're panicking all the time. So I think first things first is just to calm down and recognize that it is baby steps and it is small steps. Um, yeah, well, I mean... What do you think? The... I was talking for a while there. I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, but no, you're good. The The simple fact is, and it's a sad fact, that most people just simply are not exceptional and the majority of people tend to be sheep they riot or they'll just sit at home and do nothing or like very few people take the initiative and you know do something about things a lot of people they're not they're not proactive they're reactive now i hope all these listeners you know that are listening are are proactive people because this is a proactive podcast one that you know should hopefully influence people to do things now right. like i said you know it's not most people are unex they're unexceptional but that can change nothing's nothing's concrete you know if you're not exceptional right, right now if you're not out there doing things you can go out right now and do things you can change right. from reactive to proactive just like like that you know and for sure just you know there has to be some unexceptional people to support the exceptional ones obviously but this world could definitely use a a lot of more exceptional people for sure i totally agree with you so i have a question for you yeah, yeah. why do you think why do you think that people are not so accepting why do you why are people like that accepting yeah why do people accept things for the way they are and move on and why are people more reactive it seems like apparent apparently right People seem to be more reactive than proactive. The general population seems to be more reactive than proactive. 
people just want to panic. People just want to, you know, make riots. People well, don't want to cheat, it seems like, right? Yeah. Why I mean, is that? People, again, it's a sad fact, but unless you take steps to change, people are just usually born, I don't know if lazy is the correct word, but if there's no reason to step out of your bubble and, and be exceptional, then what's the incentive to do so? Someone can just work a nine-to-five minimum wage or a little bit more, pay the bills, and just live their life. Why? What's the incentive for them to go out and be stressed and try to create some sort of business or, or get a promotion or do something that's exceptional? I'm saying there's if there's no nothing pushing them, then there's really nothing to make it happen. So, I mean, in this... In this pandemic and in these in these situations with the rioting and everything, it's just a lot simpler to just go out and be part of the herd, do what everyone else is doing. The exceptional people were, you know, not doing that. They were inside, continuing their work, and you know, making money and and striving to be great, as usual. But I guess the, to answer your question, people are just there. It's a generational thing as well. People, very very, unoften do people you know, step away from their parents and their grandparents and what they did. So if, you know, one person is unexceptional, then gets married to another unexceptional person, then they're going to have kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, and that's kind of a uh, generational thing. Hmm. So, wow, that's very, um, very interesting that you said that, because in the book he goes on to say about... Um, like conditioning, which is basically, conditioning. you know, that's way, the word I was looking for. Yeah, you know, like the way we've been brought up to, like exactly what you just said. And I think there's another point is, is that people just don't know any better. They don't have this information. They just don't know there's another way, another paradigm out there. They've never been enlightened to that concept of a different way of thinking, of different stages in life. Correct. I think. If we could, you know, help enlighten people, and I'm doing this for myself as well. I need to constantly be working on my paradigm. I think, you know, it, it's helpful mostly for me, um, but to help others would just—it's just such an amazing feeling to be able to give to others, and it makes me happy that I'm able to do that. And it's an honor and a pleasure for me to be able to have that privilege. Yeah, well, I mean, the resources the resources are out there for people to grow. It's just some people they just either don't have the curiosity to look further, or they just don't care. They really it's, they're happy with their life. They go out, they they work all week, and then the weekends they drink or they just watch Netflix or do something like that, and then there's no future. That's a that's just a recurring cycle. So if you want to change the future, then you have to obviously work harder now. Nothing comes easy. Right. Um, we're actually coming up on 24 minutes of this podcast. Okay. So maybe we okay. uh, take a note here. And I think I think this was great. Yes. And I think maybe we end off here and uh, we'll see what happens in the next one. Thanks for listening, right, everyone. This has been a podcast from Yubby and Ernie. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. It's a wonderful life.